Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You always think the league cup. Newcastle Rugby Welcome back to one of our final episodes of season 2022 and what a season it's been. Uh, we're going to have an absolute bumper episode. This one will be a breakout episode just featuring the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League as we look ahead to the grand finals this Saturday at Lakeside Oval. Ten matches in total. A massive day of rugby league. And we're going to take the opportunity to catch up with a number of players in the lead-up to uh, those games. Uh, so we've managed to catch up with, um, yeah, as I said, a number of players from Raymond Terrace, Lakes United, University, uh, Dora Creek, Windale, Budgie Woy, Woodbury, University, another, uh, West Women's Tackle, Central Newcastle and Awabakal. So an absolute spread of clubs. It's going to be a huge episode. As always, we can't do what we do each week and all throughout the year, including all the content we put up without the support of our great partner businesses. Uh, Beaver Brewery have been a major supporter, supporting the club of the year, which went to one of the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League clubs, the uh, Clarence Town Stroud Clouds, who are in the grand final of the Northern Conference this weekend. So congratulations to them. Our other partner businesses, of course, Sharp DS Central Coast bring us all the Central Coast Rugby League action throughout the year, including that groundbreaking premiership for the Tookley Hawks last weekend, the first ever first-grade premiership for a storied club in the Central Coast Rugby League. And Shipley Meets at Rutherford, they, of course, brought you that clean sweep by Scone of all four grades up there in Group 21. And last but not least, Junkyard Skips, who bring us all of the real NRL, the Newcastle Rugby League and the Denton Engineering Cup action and updates and uh, they'll be bringing us our final episode of the season which will be the second part of the grand final previews that we'll bring out this week but without too much further ado let's kick it all off with uh, a look ahead to the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League grand finals starting off with the women's tackle competitions. All right, kicking off our grand final edition of League Castle covering the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League grand finals. We're starting with the women's B-grade tackle competition and we are fortunate to be joined by none other than the skipper of the undefeated Lakes United side. They've made it all the way to the big dance without a loss. Tori Brazier, welcome to League Castle. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Firstly, a, a phenomenal effort to get through a season that's been interrupted with lots of gaps and breaks and buys and forfeits and other challenges that you guys have dealt with this year. But to do so, not only get through it, but to get through undefeated in the first year the clubs had a women's side. How's that been in terms of building the culture and, and that winning run? Oh, it's been a great season, you know. We started off pretty rough with the first few first few games were cancelled from the rain and um, field closures and that. But as soon as the fields were open, we got stuck in and have, haven't lost a game since. And we're just trying to build a culture at Lakes that invites all the women there and, you know, we can just play, have fun and, yeah, get the wins. And how's it been dealing with the illustrious Tony Delaney as your coach for season 2022? <laughs> yeah, TD, he's great. You know, he puts everything into us girls and even though he makes us do cardio almost every training, you know, when the fields were all shut and it was raining, you know, 
he got us into the gym and made us work hard for all these wins. So he's been great this season. Is there any chance TD does any of the cardio with you? No, he never does it with us. He wouldn't do that. He just yells at us all the time. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah. But to give him fair credit, he's, a, he's an asset to that Lakes United club. He does every job that you can think of, including the uh, illustrious and well-known ground announcing. And uh, lots of people will be fortunate enough to hear him on uh, Real NRL Grand Final Day, although you'll be able to hear him, I'm sure, coaching you girls on Saturday this week. And it is Tookley you come up against. Now, I guess you've, you've had a few clashes against Tookley and, and the score lines have, have probably flattered your side a bit without wanting to you know, talk, talk down on the side. But, you know, even speaking to Tony during the year, he sort of said Tookley probably flying under the radar a bit and they've probably just gotten a little bit closer each time that you've played, but you guys have managed to certainly add some uh, salt to the wound late in each of the games. Yeah, definitely. We've came up against Tookley three times now, two round games, and then obviously in the semi. And, yeah, they've gotten harder every single game, you know. They're the team to beat this year as well. Like, they've put it to us for the whole 60 minutes, never gave up. Yeah, the scorelines definitely don't prove how good they are as a team. And, we're just lucky to come away with it in the end. And and looking at the results that you guys have had versus the results they've had, they're, they're obviously quite a defensive-minded side. We saw that on the weekend. They had, a, I think it was a 4-0 victory over Waratah in the preliminary final, uh, whereas your team's probably much more based around defence is solid, but the attacking yeah. prowess is definitely there. Yeah, definitely. You know, the Tukli girls, they know how to put a shot on and they give it to us in defence, but we're lucky enough. We've been training all season hard, you know, we're good in defence, we're great in attack, you know, we can handle whatever they throw at us, so we're ready for the grand final with them, that's for sure. And on that note, three of the top four try scorers at your side, yourself included, and top point scorer tied off yourself as well, that's certainly a, uh, a nice side benefit of having an attacking style of football. Yeah, definitely, you know, it's always a team effort, the girls get behind it, and yeah, we're all there to score the tries, but it all comes from the team at the end of the day, so they help us get there, and you know, we've been pretty lucky with all the points that we've scored this year. And is there any thoughts with it being, obviously, um, more rain predicted? We had lots of rain last weekend, and, and you would have seen the track was quite heavy up there at Raymond Terrace. On, on that, maybe, you know, certainly adding a challenge to the attacking nature that you guys play and certainly maybe giving them a little boost in terms of their style? Yeah, well, I think every time we've versed them, it's been pretty sunny and hot conditions, especially in our first final. But we've had plenty of, um, like, rainy days when we've played, and we've trained in the rain every single night for the past few weeks, and trained in all conditions so we're ready for whatever comes on Saturday and if it's raining then we know how to handle that in attack and defence and we've seen the way the girls the other two girls play in the wet so we know what we've got to do to stop them yeah so in terms of that what is the you know is, is there a simple process that that it is that leads you guys to to lifting that first ever Lakes United women's tackle title yeah you know I think it's more about just getting around each other you know enjoying this week leading up to the grand final We've put in all the hard work. I think this week's just getting around, building that culture a bit more at the club and creating them friendships that last forever. And I guess on Saturday when it comes, whatever comes, we just have to throw the ball around. And, you know, if it's raining, keep the ball nice and close to us. No, no silly knock-ons and stuff like that. And I think we can get the job done pretty easily. Yeah, I think I'm sure Tony will reiterate the fact that it's a, it's a simple game, rugby league. And uh, at the end of the day, as you say, if you can do those little things right, it's going to go a long way towards a victory. And, uh, just taking the focus away from the grand final, and I think irrespective of the result, the culture that you girls have built down there at Lakes this year, that's something I'm sure that yourself and some of the other senior players are, are hoping becomes something that's a, a real feature of the Lakes United Club for, for some years to come now. Yeah, definitely. Like, we came a bit later. I know I myself came a bit late into the club, um, and they introduced us with open arms. You know, they were happy to have us there, and 
the boys, they support us just as much as we look up and aspire to play like them. So they're there to help us and all the coaches there. They just want to make us the best players we can be. And, you know, the club, they just get around us. They're, you know, they're grateful that we're in the um, grand final just as much as we are. So we're there to build the culture around the club and build friendships and just make it the club that everyone wants to come to and play and the club that everyone wants to beat as well. Yeah, lovely. It's a, it's a great drawing area in junior club in terms of what's, what they've built in the men's game. And I know it's been a focus and we've seen Swansea pick up with um, uh, ladies tag this year and, and certainly building their program they already had and Belmont North and some of the other. And Valentine, you know, featuring in women's tackle grand finals and those sorts of things in the juniors. So hopefully that creates that pathway. So that's great to hear and, and, and good luck this weekend. I do have one final question for you and I know you don't want to be talking too much about what happens if you win, but I'm assuming that if you win or probably either way, realistically, but the celebrations or commiserations are going to lead via, you know, an, an early lunchtime stop around McDonald Jones Stadium on Sunday to cheer on your 19s boys who are in the grand final as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, no matter our result, we'll be there cheering on the 19s boys. You know, it's a big deal to make a grand final and they don't come around that often. So I know all the lakes, everyone there at lakes, they'll be getting around us as well as the boys on Sunday and we wish them all the best as well. No worries. Well, well, best of luck for the grand final and congratulations on being part of what's been a, an enormous success there at Lakes. And, and I know we had our club of the year and Lakes won the um, the section for atmosphere of the year. And I know you girls are, are a big part of that. I was down there a couple of times this year, including on Old Boys Day, where uh, you guys were certainly a key part of the uh, the raucousness of the crowd and the, uh, and the uh, vibrant atmosphere. So keep doing what you're doing. Good luck on the weekend and, and hopefully uh, yourself alongside the 19s uh, are celebrating uh, some premiership success for Lakes uh, come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. All right, continuing on with the women's tackle previews of the grand final and we head to the women's tackle A grade and we are catching up with Sian Filippo of the Western Suburbs Rosellas ahead of the big grand final against their rivals Central Newcastle this weekend. Sian, welcome to League Castle. Hi Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's great, great to have some more female representation on the show and uh, we're fortunate enough that I think uh, a total of three girls on this week's grand final preview so you're amongst good company. How's it been, uh, the build-up to the grand final? Nice to have the, the week off after the upset win over the uh, major premiers Macquarie a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think it was a really deep for that win. Um, it's definitely good to have a week off, kind of reset the body, reset the mind and start focusing on the next big job on, on hand, which is central in the grand final. So it should be a really good um, task at hand. The girls are really focused and composed, so it's, it's good to see. Certainly is um, not a lot separating the two sides. You've split your results throughout the year. Um, I think two two wins to you guys, a draw, and a win to Central. So uh, it'll certainly be um, well worth the trip up to Lakeside for the early start at ten forty five to to check this one out um, as the two rivals go head to head. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Um, throughout the year, uh, we've had a few battles with Central. Um, our teams have been short-staffed, like their team has been short. It's been really even throughout, but I don't think either team had full strength coming at each other yet. So the grand final will be a full display of, you know, everyone's talent, the best of the best playing, which is actually really good to good to see on the weekend, early start to Saturday. But um, it'll be fun, and I'm hoping, you know, Central can bring it to us. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm certain. I'm certain our next guest will be uh, right up for the challenge. Uh, a regular for some of our uh, 
our regular listeners, Tani Milgate. She um, is always keen. She's going to get on and, and chat not only the women's tackle, but also Central's league tag grand final. But let's have a look mm. at the Central side. Uh, you guys know them well. As I said, you've, you've clashed a few times this year. What are the keys to, to shutting down Central and uh, making sure you walk away with the trophy at the end of uh, the game on Saturday? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of self-discipline. No, Central's the type of team that tries to get under your skin, gets really in there and aggressive. Um, they've got a few ball players to look out for in, uh, sorry, Brody. So I rate her a lot. I've also got two. She's a little gun. But um, I'm hopefully hoping that our girls can really stick to our jobs, play our positions and just stay focused in ourselves. Um you know, they've got a really fit. Um, they're not your usual big, oversized, like, sorry, oversized, strong and, like, well-built forwards. Like, you know, you've got your Macquarie girls that are big and strong and ready to run at you. Um, but Central definitely have more of a, a fast take fitness-wise. Um, they're really quick off the ball. So we'll love to see how, how they go around the rock. Yeah, certainly be uh, an interesting challenge for you. And in terms of your game plan and, and what you need to do right, is there, is there you know anything complex to that? Or is it just doing the little things right, completing your sets and, and making sure you maintain your discipline? Yeah, 100%. Um, completion is So just going to keep uh, keep at it. Everyone knows their role in this team. It's very um, basic. We love our basics over here at West. Um, stick to it. Stick to the game plan. Um, everyone can pull their weights and the team should lift together. So, yeah, to stay in that grind. Yeah, certainly. It's going to be an interesting clash, as you say. And uh, I'm sure one of the one of the keys for Central when we talk to Tani will be uh, shutting down your prolific try scorer and Alyssa Shoulders, equal leading try scorer for the competition. She's had a good year. She's had a great year. Her and her sister on each side, and they're a great dream team. I'd be proud to have them as my daughters, that's for sure. Yeah, they've certainly done very well. I think 20-odd tries between them, which is uh, fairly impressive uh, for the year um, that is behind us. But uh, what about uh, in terms of the, the clashes you've had? There's not a lot that separates you. So is it, is it going to come down to goal kicking? Do you want to put some pressure on Tani when she's going to be on the show straight after you? Or what do you reckon? 100%. She's going to watch out for Jeff Rannister. So um, I feel like across the park, we've got very you know similar builds, similar... Um, qualities, um, definitely similar game plan. So it's just to see who performs on the day. Everyone's got to touch in. Central knows what they've got to do. And let's know that they've got to come out and, and give them a warm reception in the way that we've, you know, got to outsmart them. But it's definitely, yeah, definitely down to game plan and, and can perform their best, uh, best in yeah. their role on that day. And in terms of when the when the two teams have been at as close to their full complement as there has been, and there's been a draw and a two point victory to your side, so not a lot will separate. So you can almost guarantee it'll be worth the price of admission uh, uh, on Saturday morning. So hopefully, lots of people up there in both blue and white and green and red, but maybe a few more for your sake in green and red. Yeah, so we're just hoping to get heaps of people down there in the green and red. We've got heaps of supporters, family, friends. Um, we've got supporter shirts, so. Hoping to see that green and red army down at Lakeside Sporting Complex nice and early on Saturday um, at 45 kickoff. So, yeah. And in terms of your team, and I know you won't want to look too far ahead and jinx anything or, or worry too much about this, but celebrations or commiserations, hopefully for your sake, celebrations, will they take their way past McDonald Jones Stadium on Sunday to cheer on the 19s and the reserves? Great to have three teams across the grand finals. Yeah, for sure. Um, our club's really working on, you know, 
uh, team morality, not only within the team but within the club. So um, we're making it really dominant to not only get down there for our game but get down there for the 19s and both reserve grade as well uh, in our shirts, in our supported gear and gives them that um, warm, you know, supporting gear from the sideline for them as well. Could be interesting. We had Tori Brazier on before from Lakes, and uh, if Lakes win the B grade women's tackle and West win the A grade women's tackle, there could be women's track, tackle celebration um, supporter face off at uh, the 19. So that could be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard good things about the Lakes still, so um, wishing them good luck, and hopefully we get to see them in our competition as well. Lovely. Well, all the best of luck, Sian, on the weekend. Uh, I, I, I know with Tani being a friend of the show, she won't want me to wish you too much, so I'll sit on the fence <laughs> here, but good luck to you guys, and um, I'm sure, as I said, it's going to be a cracking encounter for the fans to get behind. Cheers, cheers. Thank you. Well, let's uh, kick it on with the women's focus and let's have a look at someone who's an expert across both the league tag and the women's tackle. She's plying her trade in the women's tackle, but her club has been so successful in season 2022 that they'll feature in both the ladies' league tag A-grade and the women's tackle A-grade competition grand finals. It's a big day for the Blue and White up at Raymond Terrace on Saturday and it's none other than one of their returning favourites in Tani Milgate. Tani, welcome back to League Castle. Thanks, Chris. It's good to be back. Uh, we had uh, Dwayne Sampson on a little bit earlier. He'll actually feature in a bit of a time travel moment later in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But we're talking about the fact that he's a, um, a very regular contributor and went past one of your club mates. I think Tim Christie is uh, one of our most heavily featured uh, local athletes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think you're getting up there as well now, mate. Uh, you're becoming a regular guest on the show, which we really appreciate. That's all right. I love, um, love to promote the game, um, especially the women's game. Yeah, as much no, as I can. No, it's great to see. And as I said to you just before, a record episode for us with three women on the show and we'll be continuing that focus in 2023. So we'll be spreading our love around and uh, getting some more of the girls on, which is great because the game is growing and developing. And as any Knights fan knows, the women's game is where it's at because the uh, men's Knights aren't doing too well, but the women are killing it. Yep, the girls are currently um, carrying the club at the Knights, that's for sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow on with something else then, but we'll leave that. Uh <laughs> Let's have, let's have a look at the, at the ladies' league tag. First of all, your girls have uh, had the benefit of the week off. They knocked off minor premiers Maitland uh, a week and a half ago and uh, certainly uh, would be appreciative of having that rest week and, and building well towards a, a big grand final matchup now with Uni, who also knocked off Maitland, the undefeated minor premiers, out the back door. Yeah, the um, league tag girls did so well um, a fortnight or last week um, against Maitland, um, beating them by I think it was like eight points or something. But I don't think Maitland had lost a game up until that point in the season. Yep. Um, so by the look of it, it rattled Maitland a bit and um, rattled them that much that they weren't able to to back it up over the weekend and the uni beat them by a field goal. Yeah, something we don't see a lot of in ladies' league tag. And uh, mm. I, I do remember a, a grand final a couple of years ago mm. over at Central there where... <laughs> I believe it was maybe Fingal and Uni. And, uh, look, it went on for a long time with a lot of missed field goals. So might be a little mm-hmm. bit of a danger for your girls to watch if it gets tight on the weekend. Uh, they might mm. uh, need to have a bit of practice at training on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think so. We, um, When I played league tag, we actually lost the grand final to South by a field goal. So um, hopefully the girls have learnt from that one and um, put pressure on 
um, the the person that um, does kick the field goal, if that's the case. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> now, in terms of of your girls' tag side, there'd be quite a few of those girls that you would have played with when you played tag, and it, and it's a fairly talented side. Uh, Maybe a little younger average than when you were there. A few, um, a few young girls starting to come through the, the ranks and uh, build up that uh, team at Central. Yeah, there, um, there's a few familiar. Uh, sorry, there's a few new faces this season um, in the tag squad, and um, but there's also um, a few of the old faces that were playing with me um, from day one. And um, no matter who comes into the Central team, they're a talented bunch and. Um, they've had a bit of an up and down season this season, but they're they're finishing strong, and hopefully they can um, bring the trophy home on on Saturday. Yeah, it'd be great to see. We know Uni chasing to break their drought. It's a competition that's been dominated mm. by Aberglassen, which a lot of their team became part of the uh, the Maitland side that is there now. But mm-hmm. um, be- before we we move on, there's a couple of couple of gents that I'd like to mention involved in that women's side that uh, have been part of the furniture there for quite a long time and that's uh, Jolie Scalino and obviously Mousy who's uh, just part of the blue and white furniture in general but th- those two are absolute characters and uh, I don't doubt that should the girls win we'll be right amongst the celebrations uh, come Saturday evening. Absolutely, those um, Joel and um, Mousy dedicate so much time and effort to our club and um, we're all very grateful for them to um, for their time and effort. Well, it's a nice early start for the girls, so we wish them all the best at 9.30 on Saturday mm. morning. I'm sure a few of you girls will be peeking out there as uh, you get uh, get set and get primed for your grand final. Hopefully they can get off to a flying start to motivate you guys. But let's turn to where your focus is a little bit more, and it's a big rivalry game. It's the A-grade women's tackle grand final, and you come up against what has become a real rivalry in West. Again, like in the ladies' league tag, it was the minor premiers Macquarie that have bombed out in, in straight sets and... Mm-hmm. Um, while you guys lost to West in a tight one in the first week of finals, you've made it there and uh, a little bit of a chance for redemption. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually said to the West, uh, sorry, to the Macquarie coach on the weekend, um, they had, I think, two and a bit weeks off leading into the finals and I, that really killed their momentum um, into the finals, which was a bit of a shame for them, but um, it worked out well for us. Um, when we played West, um, fortnight ago, um, they beat us by two points by a penalty goal, and um, it's a bit of a devastating loss. But uh, we had to continue to work hard to to make it to the grand final, which is on Saturday, which is um, very exciting. Yeah, certainly exciting. And, and in terms of the focus for your guys, is it, or for your girls? Sorry, uh, is it yeah. is it is it a matter of focusing internally? It's a lot of what we've heard talking to other teams going to the grand final. A few have talked about. You know, shutting down key pieces of the opposition or having a strategy, but a lot are just talking about focusing internally with completion and discipline and the simple mm. things that, that make rugby league. Yeah, definitely. We're just focusing um, on ourselves as a team, just sticking to our game plan and um, and going from there. And again, you talked about a penalty goal being crucial in that last game. Is that something mm. that, that's going to go through the minds and the, the conversation this week in terms of really discipline under fatigue late in the game if it's tight? Yeah, definitely. It'll be um, it'll be a close game. Um, so any opportunity where there's a penalty in front of the six, and uh, any any team will go for it. And I believe that's what um, both of our teams will be doing on the weekend. We talked about 
um, about goal kicking before. We had Sian Filippo on the show, and, and she said there's lots mm. of pressure on the goal kickers. I think she was mm. trying to put the pressure on you, but I'm sure you'll you'll embrace that challenge this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I'm currently sharing the goal kicking duties with um, Madison, our fullback. Um, I've given her a go the last couple of weeks, so um, yeah, it's good to share the workload, and it does ease the pressure on me. Um, to then focus on my game on the field. Uh, well, nice. It's good good to hear that the pressure can be shared uh, mm. you know, after. I know I've given you a bit of stick this year after you, uh, your dominant performance with the boot last year when you won our mm. leading point scorer award. But uh, yeah, again, great to see your girls uh, sharing the load around, and there's plenty of talent across the park. And I was going to ask you about who were going to be the keys, but I think knowing you and knowing your team, it's going to be a very much sort of uh, 1 to 19 style effort. Yeah, absolutely. Every. Every um, female on the field um, who will be playing for Central will be a, a key player, no matter where they are. Yeah, lovely. And and in terms of celebrations, if and if you were to win this weekend, who's who's number one tip for going to be best on ground for uh, you know silly Sunday, Mad Monday, or just a very you know responsible celebration, whichever way you guys go about it. <laughs> I think um, the the best on ground will be probably either one of our back rowers, Bree Chester, or. Um, or Carissa, um, but you know, it's anyone on the park can can um, get our players player. Um, but it's yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> Lovely. Well, all all the best of luck for the weekend. I know there's a big yeah. rivalry between the two sides, but no, yeah. Um, I guess no love lost on the field, but plenty of love off the field. So I'm yeah. sure you guys would love to get the win and uh, make up for that last time. But the great thing is. Everyone getting up there is almost guaranteed an absolutely cracking match. The last two times you've played when you've both been close to full strength, there's been a draw and two points in it. So not a lot separating. So we wish you all the best of luck, Tani. And again, as always, thank you for jumping on. And again, at short notice, on the League Castle to chat about the grand final. Good luck. Thanks, Chris. And thanks for having me again. Okay, time to look ahead to the ladies' league tag A-grade grand final this weekend. And Maitland were the runaway minor premiers in this competition, but they are nowhere to be seen on Saturday. It is second place third. Uh, Two sides who have both come the hard way. They've knocked off Maitland on their way, the minor premiers, and sent them out the back door. And we're fortunate enough to firstly be joined by a guest from University, uh, we've got Claire Spain, who I believe from the uh, intro I've been given on you, Claire, you're one of three sisters who play at the club, and um, and have you you've been described by Rabs as a champion of the club. So that's that's a big big uh, big bar to, to line up to. That's a very big rap. Yes, I am one of the three Spain sisters that line up in the team, and that, yeah, that's a very big rap from Rabbi. So I appreciate that. He's a good man, Rabbi. But uh, how do you find it, first of all, playing alongside the sisters? Is there is there one of the three of you that take the dominant role or is it all sort of fairly equal? Who's who's the best performer? Uh, it's pretty equal. We all have our, we have also have our set positions and we all shine in those positions. One, been on the wing, also been in a sweeper role, bit of a utility player. Uh, the other one's in the half. Um, she does quite well. She runs the ball. She uh, makes breaks passes it as her centre sitting a hole and then there's me at full back out the back uh, leading the pack from the back. So we all step up and we all play our role the best we can. So I think we all do a great job 
I, I like the very balanced version there. If, if that was one, of, if that was one of the men's teams we're talking to, they'd definitely be laying the boot into the winger of the family. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's have a chat about about your season. It was a little bit of a, an up and down season, as I said. There, you finished third, and Maitland they were runaway, undefeated uh, minor premiers. Uh, Central, yeah. Central were, were definitely, you know, it was definitely a clear first, second, and then yourselves and Katara uh, in third yeah. and fourth for the season, wasn't it? Yeah, the top four was quite close throughout the season. We definitely had up and down um, trot. We made it hard for ourselves a bit, but then we also found the games where we pulled out something special and, yeah, defended hard within the grind, and we ended up coming third, which is what we wanted to do. And then, yeah, through the semis, we've, yeah, gone to another level, and here we are at the grand final. And, and yeah, as you say, you're at the grand final. Um, you've come up against Central. Uh, I'm just having a look here. So three times during the year. No, four, yeah. time, four times during the year. No, three times. One was a forfeit, sorry, that, uh, due to the yeah. catch-up games. Every game's been decided by two or less tries. Your semi the other week, though, in heartbreaking fashion in week one, uh, week one of the finals, was decided by a conversion attempt. How, how was the, um, the team after that result? Yeah, we that was one of our best games. We shut it down so well. Our defence was amazing. Up four, nearly two minutes to go. You think we'd have it in the bag. And then one little lap and they get through, score under the post and they convert to make it 6-4. We were pretty devastated. Um, but we took it away. That was one of our best games, best defensive effort. And we knew that we, just, we could get them. Um, and I guess time will tell next weekend. I'm, I'm looking through each game. You've, you've improved the margin. And, and while it's not a concise and straight pattern, 10 points, 4 points, 2 points, if we average out that 10 points over three games, that's 3.3 points. And coincidentally, you won last week by one point. So law of averages and, and the progression says you should win this week by one point. So if statistics is good for nothing else, it's a good trend line for you guys with a bit of confidence heading in. Yeah, exactly. I think with these close games, the team, there's, yeah, there's really only a few points in it, as you can tell. It's just how you defend that. And we pride ourselves on defence. And I think you obviously you win games from defence. So we'll bring that all out on the weekend and see how we go. Well, we see in the tackle game, obviously, we see wet weather, which is what we've had a lot of this season and, and certainly more of leading into the game this weekend. Sunny skies predicted for... Uh, Saturday, but rain Thursday and Friday, it really impacts the tackle game. It slows it down. It makes it more physical, more of a grind. How does it impact the, the tag game for people that aren't as familiar with the tag variant of rugby league? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have the same impact. Obviously, it's soft on foot. You feel like you're running on a treadmill. It's slow. Uh, obviously, it's not like that passing game. You want the passes get into the hands. But also with tagging, you think you have the tag in your hand one minute, the next minute it's slipped out and they've made a line break. So I guess for us, we just have to make sure that we're getting in front, getting two hands to the tag because they can be quite slippery, let alone adding rain to it. Yeah, it's um, something for someone with very fine motor skills, which is, you know, not, not exactly my game uh, in terms of grabbing <laughs> tags. And But that other bit you described, that sounds a lot like me running on a treadmill. So, you know, maybe maybe wet weather ladies league tag is my game. <laughs> So in, in terms of coming up against Central, as we said, you, you've played against them quite a few times this year. Is there keys to shutting down their style of football or is it very much just about making sure you're doing your things right to, to you know come out on top you know at quarter past 10 on Saturday? I think it absolutely comes down to us doing it right, completing our set, sticking to the corner, being able to get out of our half. 
but also obviously playing them throughout the year. We find who their key players are. We find what we need to do. And we just need to squeeze our middle. We need to condense and we just need to come in and just shut down their middle. Because that's where they go. They get a roll on through the middle. They get a tough on the back foot. They find their strike players and they're through. So if we can shut down that middle, I think we have a great chance. And in terms of key players yourselves, we talked about it before we came on air. Sarah Stewart, absolutely. She was the one that stepped up and kicked the field goal on the weekend to win an extra time. She's also the leading point scorer in the competition. She's one point shy of triple figures, which would be great to see, obviously, if she got that opportunity. Obviously, it's team first, but she's going to be quite a key to your game this weekend. Yeah, Sarah's been great. Um, She steps up when we need to. She has the best long ball out of um, dummy half, which allows us to run off the back of that Funny say she's a key player, but that central game where we lost 6-4, she was actually away. So she could be the difference this Saturday. She certainly could, and I'm sure I'm sure you've just lumped lots of pressure on her shoulders. I hope she's got big ones. Yes, no, she's um she's small, but she can definitely hold the um hold the pressure. Lovely, I like to hear that. Well, it's certainly a team with um, some names there that anyone who's watched Ladies League tag for a number of years around Newcastle. Uh, we'll be familiar with a few of those names that are running around there. Some very handy players that have come across from touch football ranks and just been around the club for a number of years. So it's great to see you building on that. And a bit like your men, and, and we chat with Nick um, Goodfellow from your team a little bit later in the show, it's been very much, and I don't want to harp on this point too much, it's very much been a case of university being the bridesmaid a number of times to a really strong Aberglassen team in particular over the years. So it would be really good to see both sides break their droughts in season 2022. Absolutely. I personally, for um, us girls, I think this year we have the team to do it. Um, we have some of the old girls that have been around for ages. And we've got some fresh legs in. And I think with that combination, we can really um, pull the win. Yeah, lovely. Well, all the best of luck. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to name who you're referring to when, you call, when you're calling people old girls because we don't want to get people's backs up too much. But um, really appreciate you coming on the show and all the best of luck. As I said, um, all the best with breaking those two droughts because I'm sure uh, the university, and as I said to Nick, certainly Rabs in, in, in particular will be partying for a long time if you guys win one, let alone two titles. Exactly. Very, very true. Lovely. Well, thanks very much for your time, Claire. All the best of luck, and uh, hopefully plenty of maroon and white supporters can get up there for a big day. Uh, you guys kicking off at 9.30, the boys at 3 o'clock on Saturday, so it could be a, uh, a big day for you girls sitting in uh, if you do get a win and uh, celebrating your way through to the boys' game. That's it. We hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get the win. Big celebrations to come. Okay, we're moving into the the men's rugby league portion of the show. We've covered off on a few of the women's grand finals and trying to spread the love as much as we can. And so much so, this episode is going to be record-breaking on a few fronts. First of all, we're going to catch up with Dwayne Sampson later on where he'll become the most capped League Castle guest of all time outside of myself and our stats man. Next up, we've got three women's guests for the first time ever. And for what I believe is another record, the first time we've had a guest in back-to-back weeks. Uh, Mark Rigardo, welcome back to League Castle, mate. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. I was hoping I'd have the opportunity to speak to you this week because it would mean we would have made the big dance, and here we are. Yeah, well, don't, don't tell that to Sambo, who I know you know reasonably well, because I, I dragged him on here <laughs> to talk about the two sides he's lost to the last two weeks, the poor bugger. Yeah, well, congratulations on him making um, making the cut for the show, too. He might um, get a permanent seat next year. 
Mate, like me, um, he meets a couple, couple of criteria. He uh, can talk till the cows come home and he's got a head built for radio. So, uh, <laughs> although, although I, know, I know you're a recent devotee to the show, mate, so you might not know Sam, but he's actually our reigning League Castle Bachelor of the Year. We've only ever done it once and that might be why we only ever did it once because the girls voted for Sambo. There you go. Say no more. Yeah, well, he's the big sexy, he tells me. But anyway, let's talk about the Southern <laughs> Conference, mate. Uh, your boys, what a win on the weekend. It was tough, uh, but you got the job done against a very good West Maitland side, mate. 26-16. Uh, I'm sure you won't say it was easy going, but uh, you would have been happy to walk away with the uh, the big W next to the name. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I think it was our most hardest game this year by far. Um a lot of expectation going in, I guess. Um, I haven't personally played against West Maitland, and like we spoke about last week, they, they were definitely very physical, and, and we try to match that in the middle. And like um, like I said to the boys, we just have to be an eighty-minute team. We can't just bash and crash for forty minutes and expect um, guys like um, Peachy and stuff just to get us home. It was um, everyone had to play across the board and. You know, we missed Brocky that game and a couple of our other um, edge forwards that didn't play as well. So we knew people had to stand up and, you know, every, everyone rolled their sleeves up and we played for the 80 and ended up getting the win. Yeah, certainly. It's it's one of those keys and it's, and it's probably an underrated overstatement, but playing 80 minutes in, in, at the level of footy you guys are at and no disrespect intended is, is a challenging thing in itself. Like, we're not talking that you know the, the the guys who are you know full time trainers. A lot of you guys that like the guys that play in the Denton Cup, and we were talking off air about you know like a guy like Joey Morris and these sorts of guys. They they're so drilled into it because of the financial reward and those sorts of things they can get back for it. So eighty minutes can be quite a challenge, even with the sort of expanded squad. Oh, most definitely. I think um, just at this back end, that's what we've been really trying to um, concentrate on. Is the two things: is discipline and playing for the whole eighty, and and just letting our um, the boys with the natural talent sort of steer us around the park. And, you know, the last couple of games is what, where we've proved ourselves that we can play for the 80. And we're going to need it more than ever this weekend coming up against Hamilton. We've, we've spoke about it a lot. They're, they're a very clinical team and they play for 80 minutes. And, um, you know, all this, uh, all these things that we've achieved um, moving forward the last couple of weeks are going to help us leading into the grand final. They certainly will, mate, and, you know, you couldn't ask for a better form line heading into the grand final. You guys have gone on a really good run in the back end. You can see that it's really gelled for you as you've come home with a wet sail, and, and we talked about it last week, mate, but um, certainly it's getting more challenging, and you know that Hamilton are going to be more than up for this. They're going to be fresh. They're going to be rested. Uh, but what's going to be the key? Is it, is it just come down to, does, does it, sorry, just come down to discipline and completing your sets and, and sort of, you know, out methodicking, you know, being more methodical, I should say, than than Hamilton in terms of the 80 minutes? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, a huge um, this week is we've got Rocky Harmer back and we've got another edge second rower back and one of our front rowers that was in Bali um, the weekend just gone on a holiday. So that strengthened us a lot in, in our starting 13. And um, so that will go a long way to helping us. But I think, um, you know, we're... We're a very physical side as well, but we can also match it on the edges. And, and um, if we just remain disciplined and, you know, stay in the grind and um, like we did on Saturday, just gone, uh, you know, I believe that we can um, take Hamilton all the way. Yeah, certainly, mate. Um, and as we talked about last week, it's, it's a game that even though it might not be for all of you, there's a handful of the boys that would have been involved in that game a couple of years ago. Well, you got the chocolates and I'm sure they'd love to make it two in a row in terms of grand final wins against Hamilton or just 
grand final wins in general. Yeah, I think so. There's there's definitely a bit of feeling in it. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, the two clubs have had a, had a bit of rivalry over the last couple of years, and you know that always makes for for a good match as well. And you know, we, like I, I love playing the Hamilton side. They're a clean side to play. There's not that much niggle, and it's, it's all about footy. And um, I believe you know our boys are up for that. We, we've sort of creased out all that niggle and and that. Um, you know, stereotypical um, Southern Conference footy, and um, we're, we're starting to re- really play some structured and disciplined footy, and you know that that alone excites me for this weekend. Yeah, certainly, mate. As you say, uh, they are disciplined. You'll need to be matching that this weekend, and, and then you know, watch how the challenge goes from there. But it's certainly going to be worth. And we've talked about this with most of the games. It's it's a cracking day of footy. There, ten games up at Lakeside. A great opportunity for. You know, fans, whether they're fans of certain clubs or, or not, you know, to get there and enjoy some, some really good quality football and an absolute mouth-watering line-up some of these matchups, mate. And I know you've got some some contacts and mates and former teammates that are, that are plying their, their wares across the grades and you'd have to agree there's some, some really just, you know, absolutely cracking matchups to come. Oh, that most definitely. Like, we stayed for, or I stayed for the whole day after our match on Saturday and out of Wobbicle and Dora Creek in, in the C grade, that, that was a tracker that went down to Golden Point and um, they played two hours of Golden Point and Wobbicle um, got away with the win and, you know, it doesn't get much better than that on a Saturday Arvo watching, you know, two teams belted out in a grand final and when you got, like, class across the whole board from um, Northern Conference to A grade, um, yeah, it stems for a good day, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly does, mate. And I think a couple of the women's games as well last week went to Golden Point. So just absolutely cracking footy from about 9.30 in the morning through till about 5.30 by the time A grade finishes. So it's going to be an absolute belter of a day. And the good news is the weather's predicted to be better than it was last week. Not that that's a high bar from from what I heard. I wasn't able to make it out there, but certainly the uh, the weather was a bit uh, ordinary last weekend. Oh, it was horrendous. It was freezing. It was windy. It was rainy. It, was, uh, it wasn't pleasant to play in, but... Um, you, you learn a lot of little things like them one defenders in in them in that sort of footy as well that um, helps you, um, you know, on the when it is sort of good weather as well. So, like you know, everything's a lesson for us. So um, this week's meant to be yeah not, nice and sunny. So hopefully we get a dry track and we can play some footy and get away with the W again. Yeah, nice dry track, mate. And, and Matty might finally deliver. I know. I know he'll want to mention again. He, he messaged me because he was blown away that he's <laughs> our, our most prolific Facebook inboxer. I have to clarify that Facebook inboxer. <laughs> our Instagram gets a bit more traffic, but no, we, we like we like uh, giving a shout out to him. And um, look, he, he's due for a meat pie after a quiet quiet uh, week in terms of try scoring, not in terms of performance last week. Yeah, he said he's a team player, so he's willing to share him around. So that's what he wanted me to jump on and say that this week. Yeah, well, mate, he, might, he might have to share one around and give you one um, or, or maybe a couple, yeah. of, a couple of those big boys that are on nudie runs that no one needs to see. Yeah, I think so. Scary sight. Lovely, mate. Well, all the best of luck for this weekend. Thank you again for jumping on. We look forward to getting you on the show plenty next year. And, uh, yeah, all the best for this weekend. It's going to be a belter, 1.10pm at uh, Lakeside Sporting Complex. The Budgie Bulldogs and the Hamilton Ducks, it'll be well worth the $5 for admission. Get down, enjoy a blue can and a steak sanger and, and cheer on your chosen side. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks for having me up, the doggies. <coughs> okay, kicking off our C-grade grand final preview, and we're joined by a Wabakul Eagles half, Theron Pearson. Theron, mate, uh, you're no stranger to Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League grand finals, but it must be nice to uh, be representing the colours of a Wabakul this weekend. 
Yeah, mate, it's, um, you know, an honour, a pleasure to be back in the comp. You know, it's such a, a rich, um, you know, it's such a strong comp that I've, I've played, you know, across both states and Queensland, New South Wales, and I always enjoy coming back to Newcastle to, you know, lace the boots up again. Um, you know, and this year probably means a bit more um, playing for, for the community. Um, that's been the motivation behind my decision to come back and have a run with the guys. And, um, yeah, so hopefully um, bring the qualities and experience that I can to get over the line um, come Saturday. Yeah, certainly, mate. Um, you had your work cut out for you last week. The uh, the fifth place, Dora Creek, they're a bit of a dark horse and took you to extra time, but you snuck home, mate, uh, with with a try and extra time, which which would have been a nice relief to uh, be able to join the women's side as uh, participants in the grand finals this weekend. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, Dora, you know what you're going to get from Dora um, every game, every year. They're always a quality team. Um, you know, we, we pay the respect to them. that They always turn up to play. And, um, yeah, we... we we stuck on the grind. Um, you know, we had that self-belief throughout the season. And yeah, we got taken to the wire there um, at the the 12th hour. Um, and then, yeah, luckily to get over the line. And, um, you know, I commend my guys, the forwards, simply standing up. Um, and, yeah, made my job easier as a half to, you know, arrange and organise to push the guys around the park and then, yeah, it was, it was an armless. It could have went either way. And, um, yeah, so lucky to be here in grand final week. Yeah, certainly, mate. And um, you know who faces you. Obviously, uh, you came up against them only well, a week and a half ago, but a fortnight ago by the time you get up there to Raymond Terrace again. And it's not going to be easy from the point of view that they've got the benefit of home ground, but it's just another obstacle for, for you guys to overcome and another challenge I'm sure you'll accept willingly. Yeah, 100%. You know, we're, we're looking forward to it. Um for myself, yeah, I you know I take every game as, as it comes, um, and I think you know it'll be it'll be a big challenge, but also it's a big opportunity for us to to play good footy and play our footy the way we play, the way we, that we're um, you know accustomed to, and I think you know with the quality that we have, we um, yeah we're quite confident, and it'll be a good battle, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, certainly, mate. And in terms of it, I'm sure you'll have with the girls up there as well um, plenty of uh, travelling Awabakal faithful uh, getting right behind you on Saturday afternoon. So um, I'm sure you'd be keen to encourage them to hang around from the girls' game and stay there to support you and make a real day of it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be there to support them as well. I mean, like, you know, with the, with the club itself, you know, we're building from, from the ground up and it's a you know, monumental moment for us, you know, having both teams in the grand final, not only feel it for the season, but having both teams there on grand final day. Um, you know, it means so much to us as players, as individuals and our community. Um, there's been a good vibe leading up to grand final week and um, we want to make them proud and, and give it our all. And in, in terms of this weekend, mate, uh, what, what is the situation for you guys? Is, is it just a focus internally and, and go up there and execute your own game or has there been a bit of a focus on, on how you, you know, I guess somewhat mute a very dangerous Raymond Terrace attack? No, nah, man, like we can, we've been focused on ourselves. You know, we if we play our game, we've got that belief, we've got that confidence, we've got um, we've got the qualities. You know, we, we haven't talked about Raymond Terrace, um, but we'll meet them on the day. Um, our focus is on getting our things right um, getting our structure, getting our, our plays, um, our game plan and a strategy moving forward 
um, you know, to get into a grind. It, it won't be a pushover. It'll be a, a battle, you know, to the death again. And, um, yeah, we haven't really spoken about Raymond Terrace, but I'm sure they'll come out in the same, you know, with the same energy and the motivation to win on home turf. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're, we're certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, and in terms of the team, we had Poasa on a few weeks ago and he certainly talked around, you know, the fact that um, some players had returned back, you know, to represent the community like you talked about before. So the likes of yourself and Napoleon and, and some others there. But there's also been a really key element of keeping those guys like, you know, that have been there for a long time. And, and the man that, you know, leads you guys in terms of the captain in Doug has been a part of that side, you know, for, for certainly the last few years and um, has been a key part of your your drive forward in, in season 2022 as well. So has that been something yeah, that you've yeah. really enjoyed being a part of coming in and not just sort of, I guess there's been clubs previously, even in the lower grades that have just brought in a lot of talent at the expense of the local guys, but you've kind of mingled, I guess, the um, the returning players as well as those players that have been there for some time. Yeah, you know, it's, and we, we come back with such gratitude for the guys that's been there from the last couple of seasons. Um, and, you know, myself in particular, I'll come back to contribute. I don't come back to change anything. I come back to contribute to benefit the team and the and the club and the community because, you know, we see this club building to bigger and better things and um, and we can show, you know, we can only show it through our performance and the, the outcomes and hopefully we'll get um, bigger and better as a club. Um, and the motivation is to get all of the talent, like the guys you know, at the Hawks that are doing really well, us guys in Seagrade and the ladies in Seagrade. So there's a wealth of talent floating around in our community that we can um, see the potential. And I think yeah, the home ground of the White Cool Eagles um, will be the breeding, you know, the breeding ground over the coming seasons. And, and Doug's been instrumental, you know, in partnering me in the halves and making my job a lot easier to focus on, you know, my edge and my plays and the structure that I work off. Um, yeah, he's having a breakout season, Doug. Uh, great to see. And great to see, as you said, that, you know, the broader Indigenous rugby league community thriving. We've seen, yeah, as you said, Northern Hawks there in the Newcastle Rugby League Reserve Great Grand Final. Your two sides in the grand final this week as well. Maitland United only bowed out a couple of weeks ago in the men's and they've been a big improver this year. So uh, I think it just goes to show that, you know, and, and not only at those three clubs, but throughout our community, how heavily intertwined the uh, Indigenous Rugby League participation is, is in the success of our competitions. Yeah, that's right. And it speaks to the volume of the, the extent, you know, the, the competitiveness around Newcastle and the Hunter, the competition and the Central Coast. Like it's, it's such a competitive sport week in, week out, you know, it's a, it's a great company to be in. I'm, I don't mean to be back here and, and playing footy again. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying my footy again and, um, yeah, and back here again in the you know, grand final week, so I'm, I'm pumped. Well, mate, it's only been a few years since you, since you last laced up in a grand final. I think it would have been uh, a few years ago when you, when you led Shortland uh, to the premiership, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mate, but, you know, I, again, you know, I was, it wasn't myself, I was, I was um, accompanied by a lot of quality players. You know, we had Chad Remond, um, the Redmond brothers. You know, we had Stoll and the guys leading us up the front. You know, Chris Marlborough is still playing around. And I think he's playing there on Saturday. Um, you know, such as Naps running those edges. And I was yeah, quite fortunate to have those guys around me. And, um, yeah, and again, we had a really good structure. We believed in ourselves. We had that brotherhood that we um, that I'm feeling again here at Awabagool. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good year. You know, we had Charlie as a coach leading us um, throughout the year. And um, we believed in his, you know, philosophies, his structure. And, um, yeah, we put the best out of us. And probably one of the, the better seasons that I've had. And, you know, yeah, I'm grateful for it. 
Well, hopefully, mate, hopefully you can repeat that dose uh, alongside that uh, team you've got along that we talked about just before with the Wobbacle this weekend, mate, and uh, return uh, another grand final winner and, and take one back to Walters Park, if not two, with the girls as well. And we wish you all the best, mate, and a big thanks for giving up some time after training tonight. Yeah, no, appreciate it, mate. Thanks. Okay, time for the first half of our C-grade grand final preview. And uh, as you can tell, as we get further into it, we're building our way up through the grades. We're now fortunate to be joined by one of the members of the minor premiership winning Raymond Terrace Magpies. Uh, he's none other than Rob Chaffee. Rob, uh, welcome to League Castle, mate. Thanks for having me, Chris. Really appreciate it. No problem at all, mate. A lot of our listeners will be unfamiliar with the rest of the members of your squad because Luke Hansaker normally hogs the limelight, mate. But it's nice to have someone different on. Mate, if he's, if he's not hogging the limelight, he's hogging the football the last couple of weeks, mate. It's hard to get a good ball off him these days. Oh, geez. There, there's, there's some dem- <laughs> demands for some football. I'll tell you what, if you get it, you better do some, some good work with it this weekend, mate. Mate, I'll just be happy to get my hands on it and, and not spill the beans, mate. If he does send some my way, always grateful for a bit of good ball off him. Yeah, look, he, he does certainly have the ability to throw a good ball, as do a number of uh, the guys in your side, mate. And when it gets out to your edges, uh, there's, there's certainly plenty of work to do. Before we get too far into it, mate, obviously you take on a Wobbacle side you're familiar with. You played him a fortnight ago and won by 12. And as someone who plays out on the edge, the news that it looks like Matt Simon and Aaron Simon won't be part of their grand final squad, mate, um, that's probably got to be a, a nice a nice little bit of relief, but it, probably a, a disappointment not to get to challenge yourself against players of that standard. Yeah, that's for sure, mate. Um, when we versed them two weeks ago, both those, both those boys really brought the heat to us and, and put us under the pump really quick in that first 15 to 20 minutes. It was a lot of uh, tick-for-tap footy there. I think they scored first, and then, then we scored, and then it just went vice versa like that till we locked up scores at half-time. So to hear that they're, they're not playing is quite unfortunate for us because we want to play against the, the Premier squads and them finishing um, second <laughs> is, a, is a real loss for them, for those boys not coming into this week. Um, it does change the way we play a little bit. Not a great deal, but they've still got a lot of strike power across the back with um, Jordan Hammond going there to fullback now. So just have to wait and see how the weekend pans out, mate. Yeah, Jordan's certainly a fairly talented player in his own right as a, a number of the other backs. And, mate, uh, the halves match up. Doug Beal, he's been their captain for a number of years. And obviously, Deer and Pearson up against Jack and Luke, who tend to play in the halves for you guys. That That's probably uh, worth the price of admission as well, especially when you've got, you know, Luke's obviously been around and, and has played a lot of levels of football. But someone like Theron who's played at, at Queensland Cup level and, you know, only a handful of years ago when we had the last grand finals at number one, he was part of that Shortland side that won the competition in A grade. Yeah, I think with the, both of them, that's quite a good comparison, mate, between the, both Luke and Theron. Like, they're both, both shorter halves and, and quite good with the ball, but their ability to get outside that B and C defender real quick and engage on D defender and open the field up for both teams is phenomenal. Like, you don't see too many halves getting around in these sort of comps that have that speed as well as that ball handling skill to be able to put a decent ball on the chest at the same time. So it's a, it's a mouth-watering line-up between those two there for sure. And, mate, you would have been quite happy to uh, sit sit out of the rain at Lakeside on uh, Saturday and knowing that you had the week off, which would have helped a few of your older bodies, watch them go to extra time against Adora Creek side that had a good good hot run and looked like they might almost make the grand final from fifth. Yeah, well, we're down there pretty early on, on Saturday, a big day for the club there with, with the number of games on there and, Mate, the rain was torrential. The wind was horrendous, and to see to see majority of the teams come out during that day and playing that and, and quite close games across the day really really sets the tone for us coming to this one. Hopefully, we can get some good weather for it. But 
mate, a Wobbicle and Dora Creek on the weekend. They absolutely gave it to each other, and then to go to extra time and the the pedal, you know, the pedal didn't come off the floor. Yeah, certainly, mate. It was a uh, a cracking finish that one, and uh, Wobbicle getting it done. Uh, so that is obviously who you'll face this weekend. And look, a bit of rain around on Thursday and Friday. As I said, there's a, a few older bodies that have, that have been nice and freshly rested, mate. And there's one man in particular who's a show favourite. Uh, everyone wants to know, mate, Brooke Roach, is, is he firing fit? And uh, he'd probably be looking forward to a bit of a damper track to bring everyone back to his speed. And, geez, I wouldn't want to be running against him on a heavy trot. Mate, he's, you know, you know Brooke better than anyone, mate. He loves a heavy track. It means that his old knees can stay quite straight. He doesn't have to worry about people trying to step him or anything. He just gets a, a good... um. A chest on tackle, I'll say, at best. If he can keep it under the shoulders, we'll be looking good. But with the week off, he, he put in some big numbers of training, a lot of run, a lot of contact. Same with the rest of the middles, but he's, uh, he's, he's fighting fit, and I think it might, maybe it's his last one, you never know. Yeah, I've heard that a few times before, mate. Um, I, think, I think I think a few people have termed him one of many Johnny Farnham's around the comp. There's a few of your boys that are whispering that, though, mate. Um, Another one of your, your big bodies that uh, plays through the middle at times as well. Uh, well. I haven't seen his on your team list the last couple of weeks, Stevie Forrest, mate. What's happening there? Oh, I think maybe it's just it's just really caught up with work the last few weeks, and it's hard for him to to get that time to get the training as well as game days as well. He's um he has been a big loss for us, especially through the middle of the season where we were struggling with some injuries there, like most clubs. But um. Yeah, it's a tough loss not having him. He's a big body, and when him and Brooke are coming off the bench at the same time, it's almost um, like putting the fear of God in some teams. Yeah, certainly is, mate. He's uh, he's a fairly versatile man, uh, Steve, too. He's got some good skills for a big unit. But, mate, before we wrap up, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on, you know, what the key is to shutting down this Awabagal side to wrap us out, there's one other guy I want to talk about, and uh, he also gets a bit of stick, mostly from his former teammate, Bowell, on the Lee Castle page, but... <laughs> He is, this man is possibly one of the most versatile blokes I've seen. Like He wouldn't be out of place playing on the edges. He can play in the halves. He can play nine. He can play lock. You can throw him in the middle if you need to. Like Evander Wattel, mate, what's he brought to the club this year? Aside from good vibes and, and a lot of laughs at training and, <laughs> and a, a lot of random banter before games, he, um, he's, he's brought that sort of professionalism to the team, which we really needed in around that number nine. We've struggled for the last couple of years to really lock in a quality nine that that can do whatever he needs to do to get us um, into that into good ball sort of zone. So to have him there this year has been nothing but a godsend for the team. And, you know, there's not too many times he doesn't turn up a train in his gum boots and forgetting his footy boots, mate, I'll just say that. Mate, even as a referee, Evander Waitower is one of the most entertaining men to referee because things can be very heated and at edge and he's just there, you know, with some, as you say, random off-the-cuff bit of banter that you're just like, where does yeah. that even come from? But a champion bloke, mate, and um, you guys would be all the better for having had him there for, for the season and hopefully for a couple more to come. Definitely. If we can keep him for another two seasons, he's still only a young pup. He doesn't look like a young pup, but <laughs> I don't even think he's in his 30s yet, mate. I think he's only like 26, 27. So if we can frame another couple of pairs of gum boots and, and maybe get a bit more banner out of him on game day. Loves a haircut, Sledge. He's, he's, had, he's had a tough life, you're telling me. No, I'm, I'm not going to say that because I like the bloke and <laughs> he hits pretty hard to train him, but something along those lines, mate. Lovely, mate. All right, let's wrap it up. Obviously, I don't need to ask you who you're tipping, mate, and uh, just like Theorem, when we talk to him in a little while, uh, I'm sure he'll be tipping his side. What's going to be the key to, to getting the win over this Eagles side? You've obviously beaten them a couple of times before, but you can't take anything for granted on, on the day of the big dance. No, that's exactly right, mate. Hopefully we're able to play well enough that the footy gods shine down on us and we can get a, get a win in the bag for a lot of the older fellas in the club and, and a lot of the boys on the committee and whatnot, and for the community as well. It's quite a big thing for Terrace to be back in the big dance again with a, a really quality side. But for us, it's always the same thing, mate. If our middles are firing on all cylinders and 
getting on the front foot, then we can really start to play some good footy off the back of that. And I think for us this year, it's always been it's always been crucial for our middle to play well and our benches to come on and light some spark there as well at the same time, mate. So if our middles are firing, I dare say we'll have a good crack. I like the sound of that, mate. And obviously, all of the all of Raymond Terrace should be getting down to support you as uh, not only from a uh, point of view of hopefully winning the C-grade competition, but also supporting the canteen and the bar. And uh, it's great to have an event like this at your home ground, mate. Bloody oath, mate. The fields are held up great. Newcastle Rugby League's put on a pretty good do for it, especially with the weekend just gone with the amount of rain. So hopefully, hopefully this following weekend brings bigger and better things for it as well. All right. Thanks very much, Rob, and good luck for this weekend. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. All right, we continue to build up our grand final show towards its eventual culmination with the A grade, and we continue on with the B grade. A big thanks to Nick Goodfellow from uni, but uh, a man who will be rivaling Nick this weekend is none other than Windale Stalwart and front rower come back rower come middle come wherever he's thrown most of the time over the many years. Uh, Josh Brett, welcome to League Castle, mate. Nah, mate, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I feel like it's long overdue, mate. We've scraped the barrel. We've had Heath Donahue, Corey Baker, Matt Garrick multiple times. Uh, about time we got the skipper on, mate. Yeah, I'm sure I've been uh, happily dodging uh, any media commitments. So, uh, not the greatest talker, but I'll I'll do my best. Uh, those, those those three names have certainly made up for it, mate. But yours, yours might be a bit more a uh, bit more. Um, a bit less nonsensical than a, than a couple of those. I won't say all of them, but it may be a couple. But anyway, mate, you've been a fixture out there at Windale for a number of years and you've been involved in, in some premiership wins previously, but I'm sure it never gets old and it's never any uh, less meaningful getting to a grand final and the opportunity to you know, represent what is you know your town in terms of uh, uh, at the biggest stage that, that local rugby league has to offer. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I've, like you said, I've been lucky enough to play in a few, but... Uh... Any any time you get to one, you just got to soak it up and enjoy it. Um, at the end of the day, it's why we all play. You know, you don't play to to miss these games. You play to play in the big ones, and and uh, the weekend celebrating after you won one is always uh, a lot of fun. So yeah, it's, it never gets old. No no one usually means more than the other, and uh, there's usually a few blokes that you win one with that you haven't before. So uh, a couple of new friendships and bonds there to to build up. And, and a few bikes that I've won some with before, but hopefully, hopefully add another one to the list. Yeah, as you say, it, it creates sort of an indelible bond, doesn't it? You know, I mean, there's the indelible bond of, of playing with a guy for a full season or multiple seasons, but there's a different bond that you get from, well, you know, not only winning the grand final, but those antics, as you said. And I, th- I think you're being uh, a bit uh, a bit reserved when you're saying the celebrations might only go on for a weekend, knowing some of those boys <laughs> I just mentioned and some of the others you've got out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh... There's always some that push it a little more than others. Um, but yeah, like I said, that, that bond that you get, probably probably a little bit from the weekend after as well as just the game itself. Um, that, that certainly doesn't stop. And people remember those things for a long time. I mean, a lot of people say it's just pub footy, but uh, it's, it still means a lot to the people playing. And, and yeah, you still remember those green forms for a long time. You certainly do, mate. I'm sure that um, that last one you played in the last time at number one sports ground only a few years ago um, is etched in the memory, but there's new memories to be made and that's up against uni this weekend, mate. Um, a club that, you know, it, it's it's probably a more recent rivalry, the two clubs, but there is there is a nice little rivalry building and developing between your two clubs. I don't think it's, you know, 
at the level of some of the animosities that, that eventuate in Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, but I'm sure for the 80 minutes on Saturday, there'll be no love lost out there on the field. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. I mean, uh, I think certainly playing each other in a grand final, I think pretty much uh, cements that rivalry from now on anyway. Um, yeah, any, any team you, you meet in a grand final, you're going to end up having a big rivalry with. Um, yeah, we've played each other a fair few times, I'd say, and like you said, probably the last... I don't know, five to eight years, uh, which we seem to always be in the same grade and, and playing each other. And, and they've probably been the benchmark this year. Um, we've only, we only played them once before the finals. And in that finals game, they uh, they come out really fast and, and probably took us a bit by surprise. So um, hopefully we can turn that scorecard around and finally be on the good end of it. Yeah, certainly, as you say, you guys kind of uh, a, little, a little slow to the, to, to the start. Uh, couple of weeks ago but if we if we drift back to the last time the two of you played very little separated you and and realistically once you sort of you know warmed into the game a couple of weeks ago I think that would be would be true of that as well so if both sides are on from the kickoff it's certainly going to be an absolute cracker on Saturday afternoon yeah I think so I, I, I thought I, yeah the game was really high quality I think, I think pub football in general the quality that I've seen in the time I've been playing has, has certainly jumped up a peg you know um and yeah, level of B grade footy. I thought, I thought level we played against them a couple of weeks ago was really good, and probably only a few mistakes on our end, and, and that where they capitalised, and and that was the difference. And at the end of the day, they were good enough to take those chances. So we're going to take our chances on on the weekend, and hopefully it'll be a cracker. But hopefully we're at the right end of it. Yeah, certainly, you've got a good record in grand finals, but uh, mate, I'd love to know where's the focus going to be this week. Firstly, and secondly. What sort of magical Steve Cage one-liner is going to um, get you boys fired up on on Saturday afternoon before you go out there? Because I know he's got a bag full of them. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he certainly uh, his coaching style would be a lot more. Uh, I mean, he's pump, pumping you up and, and getting you ready to go more than methodical. So um, I don't think there'll be any one-liner. I'm sure there'll be there'll be plenty pulled out during the week. Um, basically, telling us to have a go and. Mostly about representing the town and, and being proud of ourselves. So you are. There'll be a few good ones. There'll probably be a few people called out, and um, and we'll have to we'll have to answer that call. He, he certainly doesn't miss people, mate. And um, you know, I, I have a feeling he, he might target uh, a couple of certain members of your team that might be members of his family as well with some rev ups. Is, would that be fair? Oh, definitely. Uh, they they probably cop it worse than anyone else. So I'm sure they're used to it by now. He's certainly an entertaining character, Cage. You just say he's uh, very much a, out of that uh, almost Tommy Radonica-style coaching mould, isn't he, uh, in terms of the, the modes of inspiration and fire-up. But it's great to see. And, it, you know, characters like him are what pub footy's about alongside some of those other characters that are in your team. Yeah, that's it. He's, he's got a long, a long-standing relationship with Wendell. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's very passionate about it and he certainly passes that on. And that's one thing you, c- you couldn't say about him is that uh, he lacks any passion for especially Wendell or footy in general. Uh, he lives it and breathes it, and I'm sure he'll be he'll be cheering on footy games till the day he goes, I think. Yeah, mate, I, I'm sure he will, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be a whole other generation of uh, that family that'll come through the Wendell club yet to come, and uh, they'll be the backbone of that club for, for years to come, and Cagey will still be probably around yelling at them and everyone else, which will be great to see. Um, he, he's certainly toned down his... Uh, his chats to the men in pink in recent years, which has been nice, although it had to wait till I hung up the whistle uh, before he before he really got into that. Yeah, yeah, it was, 
every, every now and then you've still got to catch him a couple of times and remind him. But uh, he, he has certainly calmed down in recent years. Uh, I had some good but uh, re- reasonable battles with KG. I think once he, once he realised that I knew, knew Dano and a few of the boys, I think he sort of went, oh, okay, hang on, he's not actually out there doing what I think he's doing. He's just trying to do his job. Just not, he's just not, he's just, just not that great at it, which is, you know, we, we, we all have our limitations. <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, he, he won't let it go unsaid what he thinks, that's for sure. Uh, you, know, you never left wondering what KG thinks. But let's turn back to the footy, mate. Um, What's the key this weekend to walking away with that with that trophy? Um, you know, come about four thirty on on Saturday afternoon. Oh, I think it's the old cliches. I, I, I think we really do need to worry about ourselves. And I think when we played them a couple of weeks ago, we just we just dropped way too much ball. And um, so I like university, you just can't give them that much that much ball up our end. So we can go. Yeah, I think we've just got to come out, come out all guns blazing, and uh, limit our mistakes play as good as we can and take our opportunities. Yeah, certainly, as you say, the old cliches, but, you know, one of those old cliches is football's a simple game uh, played by blokes yeah. that complicate it. So, um, yeah, if you can keep it simple and get those things right, I think I think you're 100% right. You're a long way there. It promises to be an absolute cracking matchup, as I said earlier. Two sides that are well-matched, two mobile forward packs um, with the ability to strike out wide. And, uh, yeah, we would encourage... If people aren't already there for one of the earlier games, drag yourself to Raymond Terrace, 3 o'clock on Saturday. It'll be well worth that price of admission. And uh, get imbibe yourself in a few blue cans. Get vocal. Get behind whichever team you choose. Hopefully, for your sake, uh, Josh, it's uh, the Windale Eagles. But either way, you promised an absolutely cracking show and uh, a good afternoon of it. And we yeah, wish you all the best, mate, uh, for this weekend. And hopefully, you can complete your alphabet treble of A, B, and C. <laughs> nah, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah. Thanks for all wishes, and at the very least, hopefully it's a good game, and yeah, hopefully holding that trophy at the end of it. All right, we're building up to the crescendo of the show. We're into the B-grade competition, and uh, great to hear from the Windale boys there, and now it's on to the minor premiers, the University Seahorses, and I'm joined by a man who has been described by one of his club stalwarts as a co-captain who's moved from the centres to lock this year and still dines out on the time he scored four tries against Kersley in front of the bar team with cameras. <laughs> Nick Duck, good fellow. Welcome to Lee Castle, mate. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I feel, I feel like Rabs has stitched up a little bit there. Hey, that's a good rap. Good rap. It was about 10 years ago, so I'm glad he's still thinking about it. Mate, I, I'm trying to think if I scored four tries in my career. So, anyway, take, take, take what you hey, can get. I mean, play outside Bobby Jones, you get a pretty good rap. Mate, um, and so the, the move to the middle this year, mate, was that just, uh, you know, wanting to get closer to uh, to Rots, or what's the story? No, I think Rots wanted to be closer to me, yeah. He uh, just messaged me at the start of the season and said, uh, Would you, what do you think about coming in? And I'm about 80 kilos ringing wet, so I wasn't too, too excited about it, but I actually thoroughly enjoy it. I think we've got a, few, a lot more quicker boys to go outside us now, so... Yeah, I love it. Unreal. I was going to say, you, you've got a few seasons in your leg. This might be the nice way of putting it, mate, but um, you're probably not the, uh, the uh, well, let's just say you don't have the most recent issued birth certificate in the team. No, that's exactly right, mate. I've uh, considered myself an old boy now. It's part of the university club, mate. You're at that club for a, for a period of time that a few of us have been there now and, yeah, considered old boys. It's pretty nice. <laughs> And, mate, it's a, it's a club that's built around very much culture, as uh, Rabs always likes to remind me, and, and it does have a good culture with some of those people that are there. But 
You've got some, some um, interesting characters that have been around for a few years, mate. Uh, is there anyone you want to dob in before I name names? Or who, who would you describe oh, as the more interesting characters in your club? Mate, I would actually... <laughs> how long do we have, mate? I, I, off the top of my head, it's actually tough. It's tough. When we've got an award at presentation night that's for the biggest pass off the field, you know that a fair bit of stuff happens off the field. So um, to pinpoint one's pretty tough. <laughs> well, actually, I actually couldn't give you one. I'd love to hear what you've got. Oh, mate, I can definitely back mate, you up. The, 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 you know, and I've got my ear to the ground. I haven't spent a huge time around your camp, but uh, there's a bloke that features fairly heavily in a lot of different positions and quite often, or more often than not, on the interchange bench for you with the initials JR. Does that point any fingers? Uh-huh. <laughs> Johnny Rowe? No. Oh, mate. Johnny Rowe, eh? <laughs> uh, mate, he's, oh, see, he's, uh, he has his days. He has his days. He's a little firecracker, really. But I think since he's since he's had a little little birth of his daughter, I think he's calmed down a fair bit. Old Rowie, he probably hate me saying that, but I reckon he I reckon he's a bit soft these days. He's gone a bit soft these days. Well, if that's not motivation under his belly to, to get out and throw above his weight on on Saturday, I don't know what is. Hey, you wait for the you wait for the backlash after he listens to this. He'll love that comment. <laughs> I love it. Nothing like stirring up some of the boys, uh, mate. But uh, it's been a bit of a, you know, as uni tends to be, there's a bit of transition through the club and, you know, each year see some new players come in as people move into town and those sorts of things, mate. Who's, in terms of those first-year players, is, is there a couple of those that you can really identify that have just made a huge impact on, on this year's season or even, you know, second year, first and second years with COVID and everything else we've had? Oh, mate, like you said, there's a, there's a massive rotation, but... um. Yeah, I think with COVID the last two years as well, it's stuffed stuff a lot of uni boys up as well. We haven't had the same sort of rollout in numbers that we normally get, but we have had a few boys. We've had a few boys come back. Like you said, Rowie, Johnny Rose come back as well. Brad Doolan's come back. Aiden Dunk's been sticking around. He took on the role of uh, president and he's smashing it. But yeah, he's been around for a while. Jake Mears has, Jake Mears has been there for a while too. And I think just seeing a few of the old boys come back that have been around the club for seven, eight years, it's, it's really picked up spirits. And, yeah, I think it I think it encouraged a pretty high level of um, competition amongst amongst all the boys. So I think mean, that's why we've gotten to where we are. We've just had a few of the boys that have had or been around the club for a while and just brought that culture back and, and kept it where it was meant to be. Um, can't remember your question. <laughs> no, that's all right. You, you, you wrapped it up pretty well, mate. Um, on, on on top performers, mate, as well. Uh, leading point scorer in the competition now with Reese French. Uh, what's I mean, he's a, a pretty sharp shooter and uh, got a few meat pies. I think in your semi final the other week as well, which probably hasn't hurt that tally. Yeah, mate. He um he's been one of our most improved. I would say for sure. Yeah, he struggled a bit last year with his with his kicking, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. But he's like, yeah, I've never put, I've never seen so much put so much effort. Never seen someone put so much effort into their kicking in the hunter comp. And mate, he just he's slotting them from everywhere these days. And then he's just finishing off, finishing off what the team sets up for him in in play as well. And he's just yeah, he's reaping the rewards. He, he puts in the work and he stays on the field. And he's just yeah, he's been an absolute massive asset for us, especially to finish off the season. Let's turn the focus to, I guess, your opposition a little bit last in terms of last week. Did many of the boys get up and have a look at that uh, that game at, between Windale and Swansea? Windale obviously got out to a, a pretty comfortable lead early, but Swansea kept them pretty honest as they surged home late, mate. 
Yeah, no, we had a we had a fair few boys keen, but with the weather and we had the girls out there in the morning and it was just freezing. So yeah. I don't think many of the boys hung around, but oh, we were we were intrigued. We we're following it pretty closely, but we knew, well, having played Windale the week before, we knew what they would what they would bring to the table. And um, yeah, we hadn't seen Swansea in a while, but we knew they got a massive pack. So we were unsure unsure what actually was going to happen. We heard they. They haven't really had a full team for the majority of the season, and they were starting to field field a pretty good pack with Snowden and that in the middle. So, yeah, we were really, um, really unsure what was going to happen. But uh, I think in the wet Windale's pace, I think that's probably what would have got them, having not seen the not seen the match. Yeah, and you, and you talk about that that pace. So I guess in terms of the B grade competition, you're probably the two sides that are most evenly matched in terms of mobility, mate. Uh, both two sides that are. Always been known for probably being predominantly undersized um, compared to some of the other, the bigger, more boisterous packs. The you know, the uh, the Swansies and the likes that are in the competition, even Glendale and Cardiff, two big physical sides that you know finished either side of the, the fifth place cutoff. So is, yeah. is, that, is that how you think the game will play out? It'll be interesting. Obviously, wet weather predicted again this weekend. Yeah, I think it it will definitely it will definitely come down to it'll come down to fitness for sure. Um, when we played them last week. They still they're still a physical physical pack and yeah they just try to keep the ball in which is was I think I think it'll be a lot of that come come Saturday it'll be keeping the ball in and just pretty well who makes the least mistakes I think that's just how it'll work because yeah like you said they've they've got a mobile pack they they can move and they can shift the ball as well so it'll be interesting to see but yeah we're looking forward to it. Yeah, certainly going to be a great clash. But uh, I guess in terms of, mate, where do you th- expect, obviously, the focus at training? I mean, you're one of the co-captains, so I'm sure you'll be part of, you know, what that conversation is. But where's the focus going to be this week at training? Is it going to be on how you offset Windale or is it just going to be on, you know, as you said, discipline, completion and do- and doing the uni things right? Yeah, mate, like I, I think we'll pretty well we'll pretty well just worry about us. I think we've, we've proven to ourselves when we don't make any mistakes, we, it's pretty hard to pretty hard to deal with but that's the thing we've just got to make no mistakes and I think I think we'll be alright Lovely mate well it promises to be a cracker you you did get a what probably ended up looking fairly comfortable on the scoreboard but I'm sure you'll tell me it was anything but two weeks ago and the time you met before that was only two points apart early in the season so promises to be an, a ding dong battle everyone always gets up another gear for grand final so we wish you all the best of luck It'd certainly be well worth uh, everyone getting out there uh, on Saturday afternoon three o'clock at Lakeside, it's a day full of footy and uh, we had a chat with one of your girls, Claire, earlier. So the girls will be up there earlier in the day as well. So if you're a footy fan, get up there and take in all 10 games. If you're a uni fan, two opportunities to take on, take in Seahorse action and hopefully two premierships, mate, because it's certainly been a little while between drinks for the Seahorses. Oh, mate, it's uh, it's been too long and it, it hurts every time we think about it. So we're both keen. I'm sure Windale and Central will both be... Equally, equally as keen to get into it, but yeah, looking forward to it. Should be good. Uh, I love it, mate. And I expect to um, see if you do win one or both. That there'll be a very drunk rabs for probably a good few days to come. I would have thought. Oh, mate, I'm scared of what might happen if if that is the case. Rabby's in for a big week, I think. Mate, th- th- there's a bloke we missed <laughs> when we're talking about pests from the club. I tell you what, I didn't want to say him straight away, mate. I thought <laughs> it was just, I think I think he's pretty well known around the Hunter Comp. I think everyone knows his antics. So, but yeah, he, mate, he'd be number one pest. He's one, of, he's one of those lovable pests, though, isn't he? And God knows he's put a lot of time and heart into that into that uni club. Oh, mate, the uni club wouldn't be what it is today without Big Rab Dog. So, yeah, I think he, he deserves every can that he puts down. 
Oh, he's, he's well well practiced throughout the season, mate. We wish you guys the best of luck. And on that note, uh, yeah, good luck for Saturday and hopefully a bumper crowd in uh, Maroon and White is there to cheer you on to the two to the uh, to the title. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. Thanks, Ace, for that. Appreciate it. Okay, time to get into the A-grade grand final this Saturday at 3.30 up at Lakeside Oval. And we're fortunate enough to be joined uh, by the coach of the Woodbury Warriors and former Newcastle Knight and Cronulla Sharks player, Mark Tafur. Mark, welcome back to League Castle. No worries. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, mate. Uh, certainly um, been a while between drinks for Woodbury in terms of grand finals at the A-grade level, but only a few years since the last premiership in B-grade, mate. It, it must be nice to uh, have that opportunity to, to lead your hometown and, and your junior club to a, a grand final this weekend? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, we had a goal, like my brother and I had a goal, just to try and get Woodbury, uh, Woodbury back on the map and, you know, just try and spark the interest back into the club. Um, you know, as uh, all the other clubs, you know, we're doing it tough with COVID. Uh, my brother and I just wanted to get back to Woodbury. You know, that's, that's where we grew up. Um, we we're very passionate about Woodbury. Um, we just wanted to give back to, you know, to our club and um, to the juniors as well. So just try and filter it all the way down. But, yeah, it's just um, it's, we couldn't have um, asked for a better season. Yeah, mate, we talked about it off air. Obviously, uh, you're saying Larry's been doing quite a lot with the juniors as well. And, and that's something that's building in the area, which is, which is great for the, the kids of Woodbury to be able to play there and not have to head over to either, you know, Thornton or Raymond Terrace as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think we um, had maybe two two teams, like junior teams. But when Larry and I grew up, we had, um, you know, there was like all ages there, you know, and um, it just, you know, COVID, you know, it was part of that as well. But, um, yeah, my brother is the president of the juniors and, you know, him and his wife and just all the volunteers, like just everyone in Woodbury just rally around the club, you know, and um, that's, that's just how we are. So it's, it's been good and I, I hope that, you know, we can, um, repay the supporters and volunteers this week with a win. Yeah, mate, it's, and it's great to see. I know looking at the team, the majority of the guys that are, that are turning out for the side are, you know, from that local area as well, which is always good. I know, you know, there's always some talk around some of the teams in A and B grade where not many of their club might come from, from their catchment area, so to speak, but I know that was uh, a focus of yourselves, getting some of those guys back in as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we're, we're not like, we're... Like Woodbury is a low socioeconomic area, so we don't have the funds to go out and buy players. It's just word of mouth. It's people who want to just, you know, just want to have a crack, and that's what we've asked for. We wanted to just get local players. Um, you know, if if we could, you know, get a, one or two players from quality players, we would. But you know, there's no money in it for us. We just want to. We just want to represent our area. You know, just everyone from the area. There's been some people come and help us in, you know, help us out and that during the season. But, you know, we just wanted to keep it local and just represent our community. Yeah, no, and it's great to see. I've been fortunate enough living in the Maitland area to get down to a couple of games where you guys have played at home this year and the local crowd has responded. You've had good turnouts in terms of um, there at Fred Harvey Oval as well, mate, which I'm sure is great to see because it's great for, you know, I guess in terms of community activity to for those people that aren't pulling on the boots to have something, you know, that every second Saturday to get down there and, and cheer on the boys as well. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, we've had, you know, a couple of uh, people from the council come, um, you know, some local MPs come and, you know, it's really sparked the interest, you know, as well as my nephew, like, um, you know, saying that he was from the Woodbury Warriors before he played for New South Wales, that really sparked the interest with 
you know, the Maitland um, Council and the mayor coming in and wanting to, you know, help us out as well. So it's really, really good. That's, that's all my brother and I wanted to do was get the interest back into our hometown because, you know, as other clubs, you know, they're folded and stuff like that. So that's what we really wanted to do is just get that, um, get that interaction with our community back again. I love it, mate, and, and great to see you guys getting it back off the ground. Obviously, after a year in hiatus with the club and, and those players coming back, it's it's been a bit of a challenging final series, mate. Uh, you went down in the uh, first of semi-finals, and I know you were out of action in that game alongside a couple of others. You've bounced back though with back-to-back wins over Arimba, and then again South, who beat you in the first week. But it's certainly not going to yep. get any easier this week, taking on the undefeated minor premiers in Dora Creek, who've had the week off. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, they're the favourites then. Um, that suits us because, you know, coming from Woodbury, you're always going to be the underdog. So that's that's what we enjoy. That's what we like. We like our, you know, backs against the wall. Things haven't gone our way this, this season, um, you know, in terms of off-field stuff as well. But, you know, it's just that's just part of life. You, you know, you just you just get along, just get on with it. Um, the team has responded. We had a, um, you know, they had a real good win against the Rimba, and that was without myself and a few other players. And then um, last week, you know, we we were just really, um, yeah, we were pretty clinical. And, and South is a quality team. So um, for us to, to come away with a good win against South, um, yeah, we're, we're happy. And um, we just need to prepare well for Dora because obviously they're the favourites. And, um, you know, we're up against it this week. And, and in terms of the build-up for the week, will, you, will it be the experienced guys like yourself and Steve Waitford that all sort of, you know, have that conversation, you know, and set the tone as to what the expectation is as to how you approach the grand final, or is it more of a sort of one to, one to 19 sort of approach? Oh, definitely. Well, um, Steve and I, like the experienced players, will, you know, we'll, we'll take that leadership role during the week. But, um, you know, with, with um, getting into the semifinals and stuff like that, I think there's a lot of self-belief now in the young players that probably wouldn't have thought that that'd be, you know, A-grade material like playing because I'm pretty sure, like, you know, some of these kids didn't really back themselves to play in this competition, but the belief is there, you know. Um, they, they've, started to, they've started to see, you know, the results and how they're playing and they're able to play, um, you know, this this um, style of footy in A-grade. So um, the belief is there within the playing group. Um, we'll just, you know, with the experience of, you know, Steve and myself, we'll be able to just, um, you know, just lead the boys around, like get them prepared and, you know, so that they're ready to go come three thirty on Saturday. Yeah, certainly, mate, and, and a great opportunity, I guess. You know, obviously the um, the, the Woodbury fans have, have had the you know, the, I guess the uh, the benefit of seeing someone like yourself and a few of those experienced boys go around with those young guys coming through the ranks. But well worth the, the trip over, and only a short one for a lot of your local fans over to Raymond Terrace on Saturday to get behind the boys and watch your take on a, on a pretty pretty solid team in Dora Creek. They've got some some names, including the likes of Penny Terrapo, who've plied their trade in the NRL even more recently than yourself. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, yeah, they're, they're a quality team, um, you know, and, you know, they're undefeated. Um, so, you know, this this is, um, like I've said to said to the boys, like, um, this is the one that counts, you know. This is the one that um, we want to really put on a good show for for everyone and just, you know, just represent, just represent Woodbury. So, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, all the other teams, you know, that aren't playing can come down and, and support us and back us, you know, because we are the underdogs. And, um, yeah, we're just we're just looking forward to getting out there on Saturday and just leaving it all out on the field because, you know, that's how I play. Leave it all out on the field until that final whistle. So I'm looking forward to it, really looking forward to it. 
No, it sounds like it's going to be an absolutely cracking game. It sounds like your boys are primed and ready to go, mate, and love the community focus that you guys have brought in there and uh, uh, wish you all the best on the weekend. Hopefully all of the town of Woodbury is over there with the uh, wearing the blue and uh, representing and supporting you. And I know our uh, our sponsor, Beaver Brewery, and, and Chris Brown, who I believe you know, will be uh, cheering you on from up in Darwin as well, mate. Uh, I hope so. I hope everyone gets in there, gets in the lakeside with the blue and brown on and... Uh we can put on a good show for our community and uh, go that one better. Lovely, mate. Well, thanks very much for your time and all the best of luck for Saturday at 3.30. No worries. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. All right. A big thanks to Mark Tafu for giving us the insight on the Woodbury Club and the rebuild with the community focus there and their aspirations this weekend up against Dora Creek. But... We thought we might get a man who's seen a bit of both sides featuring the big dance this weekend to wrap out our show uh, as we look ahead to the A-grade grand final, the undefeated Dora Creek Swampies taking on the Woodbury Warriors. And uh, I don't want to rub salt into too many fresh wounds, but uh, he has seen them up close in the last two weeks, has uh, unfortunately been on the wrong side of the scoreline. But he's a man that we'll see plenty more of over the years for another good decade or so at least, I reckon, in Newcastle Rugby League, if not... Uh, out in the field, certainly holding a clipboard, organising something or on a microphone. Dwayne Sampson, welcome back to League Castle for what feels like about the 50th time, mate. Oh, brother, it's good to be back again. So, you know, it's about the 50th time, I reckon. I, th- I think you've just overtaken Tim Christie as the uh, most featured guest. So what, what an on- what an honoured person to knock off. Mate, anything to do with Christie, you know, I feel really honoured. He's the uh, most well-known rugby league player in Newcastle rugby league. He certainly is, mate. What, what, what a sort and what a man. But uh, we're not here to talk about TC. We'll, we'll save his roast for another day. Uh, mate, the, the, as I said in the intro, without wanting to dwell on it too much, you've seen these sides both at close quarters uh, the last two weeks. What do you make of the, the grand final that is to come? Yeah, mate. Uh, like I said, it's still hard to sort of um, you know, get over that we're not going to be there. But, you know, that's footy and that's life. But, um, no, these two sides, going to be – mate, it's going to be – Fireworks really it's like a ruthless the uh, Rabbitohs game. I think um, just you know the history between the two teams, um, the animosity between the two teams. But uh, you know they're both star studded. They both they both can play footy. Both very tough teams. Um, you know and both represent proud communities. So I see, I see, mate, fireworks and, and kick off. I reckon, and it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I certainly think it'll be well worth the uh, price of admission up there at Lakeside as well. If you get in early, you can get a couple of sneaky cans to warm yourself up and uh, check out a few earlier games, including the Window Uni game, which we just previewed. So both those, well worth a look, mate. But as you say, this game, there's no love lost between the two clubs. Both clubs very much, you know, and we talked to Mark just before, you know, a lot of people will say what they will about Dora Creek. We had Dave Hoban on earlier in the year, and irrespective of how they're going about doing it, they're trying to build a club around the Dora Creek community. Woodbury yeah, doing mate. It very differently from, you know, and, and admittedly coming from, you know, especially with the influx of Sydney people moving north now to around that area of Dora Creek, very different socioeconomic communities, but um, certainly similar inward focuses on building teams that represent who they are and what they are. Absolutely, man. And, you know, like just to sort of chuck out two broad words from there, you know, you know we, we rocked up uh, third and, you know, we sort of sit in the same category. We've got a lot of young country fellas moving down and doing, you know, playing third grade, doing all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, look at Dora Creek and, um, you know, they're, they're doing their best for their community out there. You know, um, you know we, we, we all know what's said about Dora Creek when it comes to money or whatever else. But at the end of the day, this A-grade competition needs to be more professional. It needs to be, a, you know, a better standard from all teams. And, um, 
you know, I see Dora as, you know, like you look at a Melbourne storm in the NRL, you know, they're the, they're the pinnacle. Um, everyone looks at what Melbourne does to, um, to to copy and emulate in their own way to be more successful. And I dare say a lot of teams within the A-grade competition will, will start looking at the, you know, the Dora Creeks and the Woodbury's and um, uh, start to emulate them. But, you know, Woodbury, mate, I've, you know, Mark and, and, and Baz and that kind of stuff and, and Colo and, and Leppy, mate, great bikes, great great mates of mine and, and Mungay. And that, and I see what they're doing for their local community out there. They're bringing the juniors through again. They started the juniors under six and they're coaching. They're doing stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm mates with both sides. They've got Mulbs on the other side. Um, you know, Fitzy's over there, obviously. Um, but I sit there and I look at both sides and both communities and, mate, I, you can't knock either of them. You know, they've both got their pros, they've both got their cons, but at the end of the day, they're doing what's best for their communities and I, I support that 100%. Yeah, mate, I, don't, I know yourself very community focused. And again, I think taking away from anything else, but what they've managed to do in one year there in Woodbury, and that's the thing that's got can't be forgotten, you know, and credit to Hobes and the, and the crew down there, Webby and the like, that have built that over a number of years um, and they've done really well. To think Woodbury, if they can continue to build this in the, in the right channel and the right framework, if they can do that over a similar path of time, this could be a great rivalry that we see for the next, you know, five to ten years with some of these guys. I know a lot of them are, you know, getting a little bit older, but there's, there's a young crew coming through as well. We've seen Dora Creek now go to a second side and they fell, you know, moments short of the grand final against the Wobbegal last week. So this could be, you know, a real dynasty. And I hope it is for Woodbury because, you know, again, talking to Mark, they're a rugby league community. It's very important to the Newcastle and Maitland region. I think, um, you know, like we just spoke about uh, Dora Creek with their, with their second side coming through. I see a real cultural change um, out at Woodbury. Um, or even that Maitland area, I should say, even though Woodbury still in Newcastle. But um, a lot of the um, Pacific Islander lads and you know, a lot of the Indigenous boys not there, they've got, got great ties to that local area. Mate, they'll come back there and they'll play for that community and you'll see a lot of the younger boys coming through now. And that's obviously what Mark and, and Baz and, and those likes of, um, are trying to build out there. So you'll see a second side there. You'll see younger blokes. You'll see the juniors pick up. Um, and, and I see those sort of two teams that we're talking about now staying A-grade the next couple of years and compete well. So, yeah, no, I definitely see this as a long-term sort of rivalry coming through. Yeah, certainly, mate. And uh, hopefully in another decade and a half, we can see, you know, the um, absolute uh, storming front row that is Payne Haas follow a similar path to what Mark has done after his rugby league days. But I'm sure that he's got plenty more of them to come at only 22. Yeah, 100%, mate. You know, he gets around running the water from every now and again. Um, you know, we've seen it. He's, he's, he's um, you know, he's always involved. So, you know, if he's not down there run uh, with his boots on, mate, he'll probably have a water bottle helping the boys out. Yeah, exactly right, mate. We might even see him this weekend with the Broncos done and dusted, mate. But we're not here to talk NRL. So, mate, uh, in terms of it, mate, uh, I, I, I want to before we get into the, the nitty gritty of it, I want to ask you a question. You compared Dora Creek to Melbourne just before. Now we know Cameron Munster is pr- prides himself on being a versatile man with a dad bod. Who, who's the equivalent down there at Dora Creek? Is that Marbs or what? Mate, it's Marbs 100%. <laughs> mate, love him, mate. Be mates forever and a day. Play with him and against him. He's the... Mate, on the field, you, you can't hear him, but he's the biggest shit talker. He'll, he'll try to influence the referee. He'll just... Everything to his pace. He's got a dad bot on him again. Not that I can say it too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> the things he does on the field just just stupid. But, mate... Moles is a great influence on that team and on this competition. And, you know, it's, it's a great comparison you've just chucked out, you know. Um, I hope he's not listening because I'll go straight to his head. He won't fit the head here on, on the weekend. But, um, 
Yeah, mate, he's he's, uh, he's that kind of bloke. Um, but definitely, you know, he probably got a few more kilos than Cameron at the moment. Yeah, better, better hairdo, though, which is not something Marvs has had thrown his way too often. But, uh, mate, in terms of the game this weekend... Where 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 will it be won and lost for each side? So who's the who are the key players? Let's let's start with with the side that's coming up after the win against you last week in Woodbury. Who who are the key standouts? Is it just looking to the experience? I talked to Mark before. Is it is it the experienced players? You know the the Marks, the the Stevie Waitfords, even a guy who probably doesn't get thrown in that bunch too often. But you got to remember he was part of you know steering that Thornton team over this Dora Creek team two week two years ago in Kyle Hanford. Mate, Kyle Hanford is an unsung hero. Um, I believe, um, you know, we have our runnings on the field as we all do, but you know, <laughs> I said that's what I believe. But Kyle, he, he steers that team around, he's just non stop talking, he's very influential. He's like the Marlborough, um, uh, for, for, uh, for Woodbury. He's kicking games on par, mate. He, he, he just, for the size of the bloke, he can just dummy and slip through your defensive line really easily. Um, and yeah, so other than like Mark and Stevie, mate, they roll forward all day and they hit hard. Without Kyle there, uh, I think the team struggles. Um, Kyle, just, he's their, um, you know, he's, he's their on on field leader, mate, and their and their general. So without Kyle there, I think you know they struggle. So they keep keep them on the paddock and keep them going. They should be all right. And he did say to me, mate, that if I asked you, you'd, you'd tell me that he was putting up Matt uh, Burton like torpedo bombs last week. Is this correct, or is he or is he building himself up? <laughs> oh well, oh look, mate. He can kick a ball, and I'm glad oh, I'm not a back. Or I'm glad I'm not back there trying to catch anything that he puts up. Um, I think that the kicks that he's going to be putting up, he's going to be testing, um, you know, Dora Creek wingers, and so they're they're not as strong in their outside back. Uh, Dora has in their, you know, they're probably back three. Their centers like obviously Fitz is very strong, um, and they got the um, the uh, I forget his name, the number twelve on that edge as well. Uh, very strong runner. But well, if I was Dora. Uh, mate, I'll be watching for those kicks come all day because he'll test their outside backs and, uh, and and look for that mistake, which Dora are pretty prone to um, on occasion. Yeah, as, as you say, mate, and, and we'll, we'll flip over to Dora now. They're certainly they're certainly strong in a few key positions. Obviously, Brad Clark's a standout for them. We, we know about Marbles, whether he plays at yeah. 9 or 13. I actually think he's probably a little bit more dangerous at 13, but I'm not going to tell Hobes how to do his job because he's done it pretty well for a while now. <laughs> But that forward pack as well, you know, Matty Jeffrey, um, the edge second rows you're talking about before, and then you've got you know the likes of Penny Terrapo coming coming off the bench isn't too uh, shabby at all. Yeah, no, so they've got a really strong pack. Um, they don't use their what I've noticed. They don't use their uh, their bench uh, probably the last you know 20, 20 minutes in the in the back end of the half uh, second half. But what they do, their starters, mate, they just toil and work hard all day. They're just, um, they play really up-tempo sort of football, so they look for the quick play of the ball. They're, you know, they're just marching onto the ball to find the ground again. Mob just hitting out, dummy in left, right, and mate, and, and hitting the short run again. But, um, yeah, their edge back row is really strong in their centres. And uh, normally what they'll do, they'll play two two plays to the, you know to an edge. So play two to the right, mate, and they're just hitting long. Um, they'll just try to suck you into that, and then and they'll just play long. They play pretty pretty soft standard, sort of simple um you know, game plan, but it's just hard to stop. Really, when they they they'll say that they haven't played footy, which they haven't, you know, over you know five or six weeks in the last whatever how many weeks, mate. But they're still a fit side, and they're you know um, they don't they don't not use their uh, any kind of fitness vouchers. That's for sure, them boys. No, they certainly don't, mate. And as you say, you know, when you have got the uh, the ball playing ability there, halves, you can you can do that and. 
Mate, so I think one of those blokes that I just mentioned that goes sort of unrecognised because they do play so strongly through the edges is, is Matt Jeffrey. He just gets through a mountain of work and we, we know what he's done at Macquarie over the years and look, his, his brother might have taken a few more of the plaudits because of his, you know, flashy good looks and uh, dashing out out on the edges, old Roycey. But Matt's just a, a good old-fashioned toiler, mate, who, yeah, he's, he's tough work in the middle, as you'd know, and... Um, you know, he's a bit like yourself, mate. Hard to get on his back, and he often wins the ruck and gets those quick play the balls, which allow that them to, to get that switch on. Yeah, mate, he does that a lot for him, um, and, and um, that's that's probably what starts their um, you know their role through that middle. It's not really their front rows; it's more him. Um, and again, like if if he and I dare say he'll continue to do that um, rolling forward. So if I'm um, you know like I said, if I'm Woodbury, I'm getting up really quick, trying to get in his face. And um, and just try to try to work the ruck over and slow over and down to their pace because uh, Dora play a high intensity game where Dora like uh, where Woodbury like to um, you know they, they don't really control the ruck that well and um, they'll try to um, you know yeah just play a bit of speed as well they'll just let you up and um, and try to shoot up off the line and hit you but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a really uh, good game to watch that's for sure when I'm up sitting up on the hill having a few uh, JDs. Yeah, just like you made to uh, make sure you're keeping yourself warm. That's a good, responsible thing to do on what could be a cold afternoon on Saturday. Mate, um, in parting, I've got two things I want to ask you. One, do you know who the leading try scorer is in the uh, in the A-grade competition? The leading try scorer in the A-grade competition? Wow. Um, I'm... I can I can tell I can tell you that equal second is Kyle Hanford and Jacob Ellis from your club both on eleven. This man scored sixteen though, and I tell you what he, he makes uh, makes us all realise that you can keep going at at, uh, at an advanced age. I tell you that much, and he's in one of the top sides this weekend. Well, surely it's not Mark. No, mate, it's it's, it's not other than our mate Webby Scott Fitzpatrick with sixteen tries. You talk oh. about how dangerous he is out there. He's still yeah. got he's still yeah. got it, mate, and to think he was going to retire. Mate, he won't retire. He's been talking to me about playing, come play for Cab. So he's, he's still going, mate. He'll go. <laughs> mate, he'd be a good good pickup for you boys, that's for sure. Uh, you might, might have to fight for one of the centre jerseys there with some of the boys you've got at Cab, but that's a, not, that's a chat for another show, I think, mate. But let's let's put it out there, mate. Who's your tip for the A grade? And um, I'm going to make you choose between your friends here or, or are you just saying it's going to go to extra time and play out forever and a day? <laughs> oh, mate, it's always hard when you've got two mates, you know, going in for it, but obviously they've knocked us out now. So, um, you know, it's all free for all. But, um, look, I think... The, the intensity that's going to be in this game, there's going to be a lot of passion. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of great, great football played. Um, but when it comes down to it, mate, I think that I think that uh, Woodbury's going to come out on top. I think they're going to do what uh, Barrow done a couple of years ago, um, come from behind and, and then take it out. So, you know, I think that if they don't, um, you know, give away too many penalties and they stay playing football and through that middle, um, and, you know, slow the ruck down. I think that Woodbury will come in on top. Look, mate, I think the one thing that is, for, well, two things are for certain. One is it's going to be an absolute belter. Two is that you're going to be there putting away a few JDs and supporting uh, local rugby league by investing in the canteen and bar. So, mate, uh, I'd encourage everyone to get down there Saturday at 3.30 at Lakeside. It's a bumper. Get there early and take in some of the early games because there's a lot of cracking games, 10 games of footy and... Uh, Look, if you're look, looking for someone to go and hang with, just look for Sambo. You can't miss him, and he's he's happy to uh, have a beverage with anyone that wants to chat to him. Hopefully, and hopefully, old and uh, you know Jared Rodman's premiership trophy um, from the game before, mate. <laughs> I love it, mate. A little tip for the B grade there too. Happy days, mate. Well, thank you very much as always for coming on the show, mate. And we look forward to talking to you again about the footy soon. No worries, Cheers, brother.
Well, as I said in the intro, it is an absolute bumper day coming up on Saturday and there's a few snippets and thoughts from a number of the teams as to how and why they're going to get the job done. So a big thank you to Tori Brazier, Sian Filippo, Tani Milgate, Claire Spain, Mark Regato, Theron Pearson, Rob Chaffee, Josh Brett, Nick Goodfellow, Mark Tafua, and of course one of our regular favourites, Dwayne Sampson, for their insights to the grand finals this weekend. I encourage you to make the trek to Raymond Terrace on Saturday. Get out there, support your chosen team or teams, or just go up and enjoy a cracking day. Ten games of football to pick from across two fields, starting at 9.30. Last game kicking off at 3.30 with the A-grade decider. It's mouth-watering action, and uh, there'll be all sorts of uh, different pieces to see up there in terms of quality football, but that's one thing you will be promised is quality rugby league if you can get up there. So... Uh, go and check it out. Again, a big thank you to our partner businesses, Sharp DS Central Coast, Shipley Meets Rutherford, Junkyard Skips, and of course our partner for the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League throughout the season, Beaver Brewery. I know Chris Brown will be up there in Darwin cheering on his Woodbury Warriors and hoping they can win the A-grade title. But uh, that brings us to a close the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League season. It's been great to have had all the clubs and pl- players involved and staff that have got on. So thank you to everyone that's been on during the year. Uh, Make sure to check out our Instagram channel this week. We're going to have plenty of content up on there. Uh, Instagram is LeagueCastleAU. And, uh, yeah, certainly plenty of content. A big thanks to Josh Spiegelman who gets most of that up. But as I said, uh, make sure you get up there on Saturday. If you're a fan of the Newcastle Rugby League as well, make sure you stay tuned to our podcast channels, whether you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast platform. We'll have another episode out tomorrow covering off on the real NRL Grand Finals. But on that note, let's close out the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League for season 2022. Enjoy the Grand Finals this weekend. It's going to be an absolute belter. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the Premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lead Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.